Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey, welcome to the show. I have Lisa Gornell here with me today. She is a spiritual medium, Reiki master, mindset energy coach, and author. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Tina. I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah, so Lisa is going to share a little more about herself. And also she's going to, I've asked her to share stories about clearing out energies, whether from people or places. So that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. So excited to hear her experience and her stories with that. I can literally spend days talking about those stories, probably months. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a spiritual medium. That means that I was born with the ability to become one with energy. So I literally feel it. I can see it. I can sense it. I can hear it. And everything that I do is in the white light. So I'm always in this beam of white light. So every time I'm reading energy or doing past lives or going into the future or whatever, everything that I do is from a place of white light. And what I find is that a lot of times in society, we're just indoctrinated with all this negativity and you can't do those things. You shouldn't do those things, right? All these people tell us at a young age what we can and can't do. And then we pick up energies to support what we hear to help us do those things. So I spend a lot of my time in session clearing out energy and teaching people how to do it as well. So I'll share some stories with you and I'll also like teach everybody to kind of how to do it because it's really important that we have a, a clearing practice in place, right? I like to use a glass of chocolate milk as an example, right? So like if you take that chocolate syrup and you're like pouring that into your cup that's that negativity that you're picking up throughout the day right and then you think oh, i'm going to do my daily gratitude journal or i'm going to do some affirmations or i'm going to just do some positive stuff but if you don't clear out that negativity that positivity has nowhere to go because that darkness is so thick and it feels powerful even though it's really an illusion right so we have to do things to clear all that gook out so that way we can do that positive energy work and it'll actually stick. So I, I spend a lot of time doing that throughout the day. So I really work with people when they're at their breaking point. Nobody comes to me and they're like, I just want to have a spiritual journey or I want to have this amazing experience. That's not what happens. People are actually afraid of me and intimidated by me because of what I can see and what I can do. But then once they start working with me, they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I feel so much better. Why didn't I do this sooner, right? which all goes back to like all that darkness is an illusion. It's not real, but we give it power over us because people have said that we should or whatever those beliefs are, whatever that family programming is. And we allow all that negativity to have power that it doesn't even need to happen in the first place. Don't you find that those clients that have tried everything, like 
they're your last resort, those are the best clients. Mm -hmm. That's who I work with. Those those are my, that's my tribe. Those are my people. Like they've done therapy. They've done a gazillion different types of energy work. They've done all this stuff and none of it worked. And then I'm like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people that I get, um, they have, I get newbies. So mm. they haven't tried energy healing. They haven't tried EFT. They tried the traditional medical route and mm -hmm. they couldn't, it's not working. Mm -hmm. And they're about to take, they're about to schedule a surgery or, or something, you know, is around the corner. And that's the people that I get. So I get to introduce a lot of people to energy healing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've just been doing this for so long. So I have just a, a variety of people, but you know, for the longest time I would do guided meditations at like high-end spas, like Four Seasons and some other local ones in San Diego. And I would get people in their seventies and eighties who have never meditated in their entire lives, but I combine the energy work with the meditation and they would be like, no idea, no idea what to expect. Maybe it was a new year's resolution or whatever. And they're like, that's the longest I ever sat with my eyes closed and I wasn't sleeping. Like that was amazing. Like what you do is amazing, you know? So the energy work is powerful. It's just, we're not often taught about it, right? It's just kind of like, it's woo woo. It's out there. It's like tucked away, but it's super powerful. And it really changes your life once you start doing it. Yep. Totally. 100%. So you said you could talk about this for days, but what are some of the stories that really stand out like i know i have my own where i'm like wow amazing you know that just gets you really excited when you see the results mm -hmm. well let's talk about actually something that happened to me so let's just start with me so when i was two i'm from cleveland i was in my basement and right in between the washing machine and the dryer there was this black thing and i was afraid of the basement and i was afraid of that corner okay so for some reason, I decided to go into that corner and this black thing had like a smile, like just this like white smile. So think of like the Grinch, like white smile. And it was like, shh, like, you know, trying to like, and I allowed it to attach to me to help me feel safe, you know? So that way, when I would see these things, I wouldn't be scared. I didn't clear that energy out until I was 27. So that energy was with me for 25 years. And what happened was once I started really doing the energy work, it didn't fit to have that there anymore because when I'm working with you, I pick up on your stuff. I don't hold it. I don't keep it, but I experience it to help you know that it's completely gone. Right? So I remember trying to clear this in my bathroom. It was a summer day. The windows were all closed. And I thought, let me do it in the shower. And let me light two candles. Like I was just like, you know, making it a very woo experience. <laughs> I'm taking my shower. I'm trying to clear it out and let it go. As I was telling you, I like to let go in the shower and it wouldn't go. And it was like fighting back with me. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that, but when you're trying to release something like that, like, it's like, you need me, you can't do this, all this other stuff. And I was like, I don't need you. I don't want your help. It's time for you to go. And I was like really pushing it out in a way and my candle blew out and that was supposed to scare me, right? There was no reason for my candle to blow out. There was no, there was no air conditioning. There was no heat. It was just me. Nobody else was in the space. And so that really allowed me to really stand in my power and say, I don't need you anymore. It is time for you to go. And then it left. And I love to tell that story because 
nobody's immune to having these energies attached to you. It doesn't matter how gifted you are or if you're completely unaware, these energies attach to us. And so it's important for us to recognize like when I can't, like I like to teach the white light and bringing the white light through, right? I'm a Reiki master. So <laughs> we bring the white light in from the top of your head all the way down to your feet and into the earth. And if you can't bring that light through, like if it's getting stuck in your head or in your throat or your chest or your stomach, that means that you're storing your stuff there, like gray, black, darkness, whatever it may be. And you want to let that go and clear that out. So that way that white light can come all the way through. I had a client last week who I've been working with for a while, but the energy is layered, right? And we'll bring in different things from other experiences and things get healed at different times. And he had this big, huge black, it kind of reminded me of Yoda energy behind him. It was huge. And it was like all wrapped around his head and his neck and like into his chest. And I was like, do you want to let that go? And he was like, yeah, because once you see something like that, you don't want it anymore, right? It's just like, sometimes like if you know how they put something into your food and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that anymore because now I know how it's made. It's the same thing with energy. Once we know that we're storing something like that in our energy, we're like, I can't have that anymore. It has to go. And it only took a few minutes and he was able to clear it and it really transformed and changed everything for him. So we want to recognize that <clears throat> if we're not feeling good, if we're having aches and pains in the body, if we're feeling tightness, we can't bring in the white light, we have something that we need to clear. Yeah. And especially, you know, if you do have a physical symptom, I go to the doctor and I make sure I don't have anything physical causing this. And when they can't find anything <laughs> yeah, and they say, <laughs> I can't find what's wrong, um, all the tests are clear, then you need to see an energy healer because it's energetic. And it's manifesting as a physical. I can't tell you how many times, because I work with, you know, other coaching programs and their clients and like, you know, people that didn't per se sign up to work with me. And I'll like tune in. And I'm like, okay, you're holding energy here. You're holding energy here. Hips and lower back are like a huge area, right? And I'll be like, oh, I slept wrong. And I'm like, no. <laughs> how long has this been bothering you? <laughs> this is more than like sleeping wrong. But we're not taught to look at our body and say our body is going to tell us what's wrong. Our body is going to tell us something's not working, right? If you come from an abusive, I work with a lot of clients that come from abusive backgrounds. If you come from an abusive childhood, anytime you encounter that, I guarantee you that you're storing that energy in your stomach and in your throat. Guarantee, right? And so you want to recognize like, oh, I'm seeing this person and I feel... I feel this weirdness, I feel this tightness in my stomach or like I wanna run or whatever. Like your body's telling you, hey, clear me out. You're holding on to this energy. We can remember the experience without holding on to the energy. So we really wanna to start to just pay attention and recognize that. So go back to the sh shadow being that you saw um, by the refrigerator, you said. Oh, by my washer and dryer? Your washer and dryer. So explain to the audience, because they may not know anything about this, what is, what are the shadow type energies, you know, the one that was attached to you, that Yoda type looking one that was on that man, what is that? So I like to call those negative entities. So they're basically negative energies that will attach to your energy system, right? We have this chakra system 
and they will plug in literally to our energy system because they want to feed on our energy. Think of it like there was this huge phase with all the vampires. And when we were in that phase with all the vampires, I was like, the vampires are like literally negative energies that suck on our energy. They're not sucking our blood, but they are sucking out our life force, right? So it's like a way that humans have categorized it without saying, if you see something negative, if you keep like, if you're the best place to see these things too is in the dark. So if you're in the dark at night and you keep feeling like you have this thing following you wherever you go, you want to clear that out. You want to let it go. And if it disappears in the light or doesn't seem as strong in the light, but then it comes back at night, right? Like I always talk to people like whose kids see things at night. So if your kids are seeing something at night, they're afraid of their room at night. Guess what? They can see it just because you've been conditioned to not see it does not mean that it's not there. Kids and animals are so aware. My daughter, when she was little, had this black energetic bat come into her room. And she was maybe five. And she comes downstairs and she's like, mom, there's this bat in my room and my husband's like, there's nothing there, go back to bed. And I literally stopped and I looked at him and I was like, what? What are you saying to her? Of course it's there, I see it. And then what she was doing was she was allowing this black bat to come in from another life experience that used to, and I'm putting help in quotation marks, help her. And it was just trying to come in. It would come in through her window. And she let it in because she recognized it from another life. But then once it came in, it scared her, right? So she was just like, help me. And so I helped her clear it and remove it. And here's the thing, as a parent, you can absolutely help clear that energy. But like, for like Tina, I can't just release that for Tina because I'm going to clear it out. I'm going to make everything all amazing and sparkly and nice. And then she's going to be like, where's my bat? <laughs> I want my bat back. And then even though we like cleared it out, let it go or made it disappear, you're going to like allow it to piece back together and come back in, back into this reality because you're familiar with it and you're comfortable with it. But if you have a small child or, you know, even an older child, you can still clear it. My, my other daughter, who also should know better, <laughs> was in second grade. And she was doing Bloody Mary. Do you know what Bloody Mary is? Yes. Could not, I could not even believe it. I could not even believe it. So all of those girls went home from school that day completely terrified because they all had attracted energies to you. So not only can we allow them to come in subconsciously, but we can also consciously say, I, and I invite you to come in. And my daughter, I mean, she walked in the house and I looked at her and I was like, what did you do at school today? Like, I saw it. Like, I saw, you know, just all this black around her and like these things. And she was like, we did Bloody Mary. <laughs> like, she's crying, these big crocodile tears. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I helped her clear it out because I'm her mom. So I was like, this is what you need to do. And like, don't let that come in anymore. All of the moms called me except for one who was very Christian and she, you know, didn't want to. And I was like, you guys, like you, you never just go out and just invite that negativity come in. I had a client that I was working with one time and her mother-in-law had passed, but she was like still coming in and very involved and whatever. And I went outside and I put my arms up in the air and I was like, I'm ready to help her. I'm supposed to help. I never go outside at night and do that anymore. This is a long time ago. The mother-in-law was like telling me that the husband was going to, or her husband, her son, was going to be in a car accident. It was like this whole big elaborate story. And I kept tuning in. I'm like, I don't see that happening. But she had like so much fear and so much like whatever. So I texted my client. It was late at night. It was like 11 o'clock at night. 
And I was like, hey, FYI, this is what you're, and she's like, that's what she always does. She always does those things and it never happens. Like she just lives in this place of fear. And it was so interesting because usually when spirits come and visit, they're in a place of like light and love and positivity. But this one was still so attached to the physical realm that she was still in all this negativity and all this darkness. So we don't want to go outside at night and like try to bring things in. If you're outside at night doing any energy work, you want to make sure that you're in a very sacred space. If you're not in a sacred space, anything will pretend that it's like positive and it's not. So you always want to make sure that you're in a very positive space and you always want to trust your intuition and tune in and say like, is this true? Is this really happening? Are you like making things up? Like what's going on whenever you're talking to a spirit? So I have to say, I've never done the Bloody Mary thing and I've never gone outside at night and <laughs> called in things. But I have to say, I did do a tour in France and we were in a cave and the tour leader is a shamanic practitioner. And he said, if there's any beings here, you can come closer to us. Oh, no. I was like, Not oh, hell no. <laughs> And my friend also was like, oh, hell no. Why did you mm -mm. just say that? And we were just like, nope. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. I mean, even just going on a walk anywhere, right? Like anywhere, like we travel quite a bit. I mean, not as much with COVID right now, it's been mostly RV traveling, but like you can go anywhere and be out in nature and see spirits and energy. Like they're there, they're, they're walking with us. So I'll be on a hike or whatever and I'll see spirits or I'll see energy and I'm just like white light white light white light can I talk to spirits and pass over those messages absolutely I'm a medium but that's not what I'm here to do that's not what I want to do right and so if you're a spirit and you got stuck here right because when you were crossing over your family said please stay with me please don't let me go I need you I can't live without you and that spirit decides to stay with you and not go into the light that spirit will eventually not see the light anymore and they don't know how to leave. And then you cross over and you go into the light looking for your people and they're still here because they didn't cross over. Those people are out there when I go on walks all the time and I'll be like, have some white light, have some white light. Sometimes they'll try to tell me a story, fix this, help this. Nope, I'm not that person. I'll just give you some white light or you can stay, right? It's just, it's all about that. But we're constantly surrounded by stuff. And so you want to be very intentional what you're calling in and, and, and around you and caves are like lots of bad things have happened in caves like thousands and thousands of years ago and that energy is still in those caves if i'm ever in a cave i am white lighting myself i am pushing the white light through ahead of me like making a trail that darkness can stay there it's been there forever i don't have the permission to necessarily clear that i don't own that nobody's giving me permission to clear it so it's just gonna come back in but I'm 100% not just walking in there and saying, I'm in a cave. Let me just see what happens. Oh, whatever's here, come closer. No, no, thank you. No, that's no. a lot of work. To, it's, it's easier to not allow it that into your field than it is to let it into your field and then like have to clear it out. So where did these shadow beings come from? Why are they here? So they come from other places. They come from other areas other galaxies like we're not the only beings on this planet right in this galaxy so these energies come in sometimes you are able to 
completely make something disappear. Like you can break it like into pieces. Like I'll tell people to like break it down in like pepper flakes and let it disappear. Those ones are just things that we've created here that we built upon these other things. They don't really have anything. And then sometimes there's energies that you actually have to like remove from the earth. Like you're no longer welcome on this planet. Like it's time for you to go. So it really just depends. And of course, everybody, as you're listening to all of this, just put yourself in white light. <laughs> Don't let any of these beings attached to you or come into you. Like anytime you start talking really about, you know, bringing things in from other places, aliens, negative energies, whatever that may be, you always put yourself like into a white light or put yourself into a white circle. So that way that energy can't come in and attach to you because those are fun. They're a little bit harder to get rid of and you don't really want to deal with them. So don't allow them to just come in just because we're talking about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, because light conquers darkness. Right. I always tell everybody this, right? When you were a kid and you were scared in your room because your parents didn't believe you that there was something in your room, you would turn on the light and you would feel better. The light conquers the darkness. And so there's been a huge movement, I would say the last really six months where a lot of light workers are coming together and without even talking about it, we're just taking this darkness that doesn't belong here anymore. This has been kind of harboring. You've seen like some of those movies where the, there's just like all this darkness, like looming, like the movies, it's just darkness everywhere. And we've been just kind of collecting all of that and pushing it off and away and saying, you're not welcome here anymore. Really pay attention to what you do with like your full moon rituals, because that's when people really bring this stuff in. It's just, it's just like a portal for that stuff to come in. So if you're outside doing a full moon ritual and you're not really, you know, sure what you're doing you could allow these negative energies to come in so make sure that you're just always operating from a place of light and love yeah well i anything that i do i always call in my angels and guides so when you do that you're putting the intention that you only if you're going to be working with beings that they are the highest vibrational beings Mm -hmm. so just say that you're covered and then at the end but you have to you have to believe it like you can't yeah. just absentmindedly say it and not call on that energy which is actually a problem that I see quite a bit mm -hmm. so we can't just say something without having like the meaning behind it like we can't absentmindedly be doing energy work like we have to say I am light I am love or whatever you're calling it or whatever and like you have to believe it and know it to be true because if you don't these negative energies are like okay, we're going to hitch a ride with them. We're, we're, we have free access. Everybody join in and that's what they mm -hmm. do. So make sure mm -hmm. like you're not just saying words without actually having that energy to support it. Right. So are you saying that other planets have this problem besides us? Mm -hmm. That's comforting. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, God, like, why, why is all this stuff here? And we're having to deal with it. And I heard, I heard there too, I want to ask you, do you think these things are like thought forms, not consciousness? Doesn't have any consciousness? They do. Yeah. They do. And then we can bring them into our thought processes and then we can feed it. Look at our media. Look at our movies, you know, like how often can you watch a movie where the whole movie is just positive and amazing and like life is great. Yeah, we don't we don't get that right and so we are taught to wait for the shoe to fall or to wait for something bad to happen or 
you know, so not only do we get programmed with that in all of our media, but then you learn it in school, you learn it from your family, you learn it from all these places, and then you make it more accessible for those things to come in, right? Yeah. You're not, you know, logically saying, oh, I want to be filled with negativity and all these things to hold me back. We're not, we're not saying that. It's just, it's part of our programming and it's subconscious and we don't even realize that it's happening. That's a good point. And about the forest, why, why is the forest full of these beings? I mean, is that where they hang out? Or, cause I've experienced that too. There just seems to be a lot of activity in the woods especially at night? Well, if we think about the history of things, so what we might go to a forest now and be like, oh, this is beautiful, amazing. This land is just pure and clean. Nothing's been built on it. Okay, well, <laughs> that earth is very old. Many things have happened there and it just depends. I mean, sometimes, you know, like when it comes to a house clearing, sometimes you have to do a house clearing because we've allowed something into it. Or maybe the previous owners allowed something into the space. But sometimes something has just happened to the earth and it's just put a curse or a negative energy onto that, that earth. And it might look like you're just walking through a beautiful forest, but maybe there was a really bad battle there and a lot of people died or, you know, people were betrayed there or who knows what happened there, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll pick up on that energy. When I was in nursing school in Columbus, one of the hospitals that we were at I could just see all these nooses like from the ceiling and I can see all these things. You might walk through those halls and be like, oh, this is a little creepy. But if you don't have the ability to see like energetically what people have put into that space, like you don't know. And not everything is written in, in the history books. A lot of things are not in the history books. So there's no way for you to prove this happened here, but maybe you're going to sense if something feels icky or dirty or yucky, there's negativity there. That's how you know. That's your human physical way of knowing. If it feels dirty or yucky, you know, you don't want to touch it. You don't want to go into that space. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, where I live, I live, I moved um, outside Charleston two years ago. This land here had a lot going on, has a lot going on. And these houses are all less than 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And people are like, why? Why am I seeing movement? Why are my locks lo unlocking mm -hmm. and locking? And there's all this activity. Now, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's it's the land. It's the land that we're sitting on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um about ten minutes from where I am. I used to live in a community called San Alejo Hills, and it's beautiful. It's like in the mountains, but it's right by this road called Elfin Forest, and there used to be all kinds of things that happened at Elfin Forest for a long time. So one of our first houses that we bought when we first moved to San Diego was like two minutes from this road. It was right there. And every day I could feel darkness from all directions seeping into my house. And every day throughout the day, I would like bring in the light and clear it out and push it away because it wasn't my energy. Like this was bigger than me and it just kept coming in. Like the only way to clear that would have been to get everybody around involved to clear it out. And I don't do house clearings anymore, but when I used to, it would always be in that area. So if you lived on that one side of the road, all those houses had problems, all those houses needed clearings. If you were on the other side of the road, you were okay. So my next two houses that I bought were on the other side of the road. I was like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. It was just a constant bringing it in. 
because not only does the land have it, but the people are coming home from work and they're in an unhappy marriage or they're unhappy with their family or they're unhappy mm -hmm. with their work or whatever it may mm -hmm. be. And your negativity builds and grows the negativity that's already there. And it just becomes this big, huge thing to fight daily. And I was like, I'm just going to live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. The walkie, the energy here is kind of wonky and it makes people wonky. So mm -hmm. if you have issues there, it's going to intensify them in a way yeah because it's darkness so it's like right. your house is in a darkness right and you can't really shine the light on it well i mean you can you can clear it every day you can bring the white light in from the top of the house all the way like thousands of feet down into the earth and then once you get down there you grab that energy and you bring that white light back up and then you just kind of create like this where you're pushing it off and away and you're creating this area around your house but you're surrounded by all of this other negativity on the land and it wants to be there on the land. I had one experience once when I was um, helping somebody clear something in Escondido and they were by an olive grove, like an old olive grove and overlooked the freeway. And every like, I would say hundred years, this like imaginary, right? But it wasn't imaginary, I could see it like pirate ship thing like came in with all their negativity and they had all these parties and they did all this stuff. And the energy on the street was so wonky. It was insane, like what would happen and like, you know, like it just felt icky and like everybody would get all agitated and they're like fighting with each other and all this stuff. And I couldn't stop it because that's their thing. They've been here longer than me. Like if I've only been alive 30 years, right? I'm here 30 years old trying to clear this space. And it's like, mm -mm, sister, we've been doing this for 10,000 years. We don't have permission to clear this land. We are going to keep coming in. And like, they just passed through and came in and then they would just go back out. And I was like, all right, so at that point, all you can do is protect your space mm -hmm. because they're not allowed in your space unless you give them permission because now you are here. Mm -hmm. And it was just this whole, it's, it's, energy is very interesting. It's simple, but it's also complicated at the same time. It's amazing that energy of the, the pirates are still there after so many years. These were like 10,000 years ago. Like they've been coming. And so they, they moved. <laughs> they don't live there anymore, you know? And it's just, there is energy that we absolutely can clear, you know? But then if you have people that like that, there are people that like to be in that darkness. It feels comfortable. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. though it holds them back and it makes them feel miserable, it's what they know. And it seems scary to step out of that and into moving forward and living a life that they love and all these other things. So they will allow themselves to stay in that. So if you're the only person trying to do light surrounded by, let's say that you have a hundred neighbors that are wanting to stay in that darkness, you're in an uphill battle. Can you clear your space every day throughout the day? Absolutely. But for how long do you want to do that? Your home is supposed to be your safe haven. That's why I find all the Reiki masters and practitioners in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we need to do a collective effort. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I we're try. I would think we're doing our own thing, but maybe we need to be more focused and intentional about it. Well, you can absolutely like kind of clear out this space more. But then again, you're gonna have all those people who are miserable in their relationships are miserable in their work and like they're going to come home and they're going to dump that and they're going to be like where's that negativity in the house 
because they can't be negative and be in a house that feels clean and clear. That feels awkward and off. The energy is not a matching vibration. Right. So then they're going to allow it to come back in. So it's like a constant thing. But I feel like you guys can kind of set up like little points where you're like all here and you'll just like send out the beams of light and just this, we release any negativity that we can release. It's time for you to go clear it out, move on. The space is filled with light and love. That's what we need to do. I'm definitely going to do that. Wow. So the listeners are probably going, oh my God, <laughs> what do we do? You know, uh, what are some of the things that they could do? You know, if they do feel negative energies. I mean, I grew up in Manhattan and I was telling Lisa earlier, <laughs> you know, I blocked all that stuff except at night because I didn't really see a whole lot like you did. Um, but I felt it mm -hmm. and then I did see faces and things that weren't supposed to have faces. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always, it's funny. I laugh now cause I had an angel light in, over my head on the bunk bed when I was nine years old and my sister you would make fun of it. She's like, why do you need a night light? You're nine years old and because I was seeing things mm -hmm. and I'm feeling things that are scaring me even though I didn't say that to mm -hmm. her you know but I know now that's that's what was happening well I mean I have teenagers now but my daughter had a nightlight forever because she's got my abilities and so she can see stuff and I was like clear it out, let it go and let your light, you know, be on all night. But my daughters are 18 and 16 and they have friends who still see stuff at night. Like it's there. So if you're seeing something, don't be like, Oh, it's not really there. I told this person about it and they didn't see it or whatever. We are taught and conditioned. Remember as young children, this stuff's not there. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. I looked underneath your bed and I didn't see anything with my human eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't mean that there's not something there energetically. So the first thing I would say is really start to trust your intuition. Like your intuition is always going to guide you on your best path. Your intuition moves you forward. Your intuition is never saying you can't do that. That's scary. That's not right. That's not okay. That's negativity. So first of all, we need to know just the difference between those two things, right? So your intuition is always going to guide you forward in the best way possible. So trust it and listen to it. It's your like internal compass. The best way to clear out the negativity is by doing energy work every day. In my first book, I wrote about letting go for 40 pages. And people are like, there's a lot, but letting go is complicated. You need to, first of all, get objective. And you need to recognize that, you know, our ego makes us think that everything is personal and about us, but it's not. We have lived millions and millions of lives, okay? And so from all those lives, you're gonna have karmic experiences from them. You're gonna be bringing in energies from those experiences. You're gonna have family stuff coming in from all of that. There's all this stuff that's coming in, but you get to decide, do I let this in? Do I let this control me? Or do I let it all go and I stand in my power? And we really wanna start recognizing it and saying, no, I wanna let it go. It's like not about energy work, but really quickly, my aunt, I love this story. Her aunt, her mom used to always cut off the end of the roast and cook it and throw it away. And my aunt was like, why are you wasting that meat? Why are you throwing it away? And she's like, I don't know. It's what my mom did. So she goes to her grandma and she's like, grandma, 
why do you keep cutting off the end of the rust and throwing it away? And she's like, because it doesn't fit in my pan, right? So we take on all of these things and all these traditions and we never question why we do something. Does this work for me? Is this something that I would like to do? What is it that I would really like to do? And the more clear that we get about these things, the easier it's going to be for you to let go of all these things that no longer serve you and that are no longer fitting for your life. So for letting go, I always like to tell people to bring in the white light. And I can like walk us through that now if you want to. Sure. Like, but I'll, I'll kind of describe it first and then I'll do a guided meditation for everybody. Like it's okay. an energy work meditation. But you want to bring in the white light first. Okay, right? Maybe have a safe space. And then you want to pull out like smoker-like weeds wherever you're feeling tension. So if you're bringing that white light in and it won't flow through, that's a space where you have more letting go to do, right? But you just want to continue to bring that white light all the way through down to your feet and into the earth. Then you're going to pull things out like smoker-like weeds. Let it go. You're going to let it disappear into the sky, into the universe, whatever you want to call it. If you find that you have a negative entity surrounding you that is like something big hovering over you. It might be blocking an ear, you know, around your chest, around your stomach. It's wrapped around something and you can like feel it attaching into you. You're gonna pull that out, get all the roots out, unwind it from your body and let it go. I no longer need your help. It's time for you to go. And like, it takes about three nights for some people. Some people it takes a whole three nights of going through the darkness and the light to realize, nope, I see you in the darkness. I'm not letting you come in. Second night, nope, I'm not letting you come in. Third night, nope, I'm not letting you come in. And then whenever we've done a clearing, we're kind of empty. It's kind of like you just dug a hole in the earth and like the hole is just still there. You will put the exact same thing into that space, right? Like if you're planting a plant, you'll put the same plant in, even though you're supposed to put in a different plant and have crop rotation, you'll put the same plant in there. And it's the same with energy. You'll put the same energy in there unless you put something else in there. So you've got to reprogram your energy with positive energy. So that's I am statements. I am peace, I am love, I am light, I am whole. It doesn't matter what it is, but I always say keep it to three words. I am whatever. You'll remember it, it'll be easy. If you find yourself rejecting an I am statement, guess what? We have more letting go to do because the I am statements are positive and it's you know what you are. So if you're rejecting it, you've got some energy to clear there. And then I always recommend just filling it with a pastel color, like something you would see in a rainbow soft pink, soft yellow, soft green, soft blue, soft purple, whatever color you're inspired to. And you can imagine it coming from the back of that space, filling you all the way forward. You can imagine a ball in the center and let it slowly grow and fill that whole space. But you want to put something positive in that space. That way, when that old pattern or whatever, you're like, oh, I'm missing this. Maybe I should put it back in there. You're like, oh, no, I am love. I am peace. I'm not going to pull that back in and let it come back in again. That's why I love Reiki and Reiki training because you learned how to do this in Reiki. Mm -hmm. And whenever you remove something or pull something out, you want to fill it back with Reiki energy and then you want to seal it off. You never just want to leave like holes in somebody's energy body, right? No. So you learn Reiki so wonderful and I always recommend it. Do you teach Reiki also, Lisa? I don't per se like teach it in the traditional way, but what I do do is when I'm working with people is I'm constantly teaching them the pieces and the parts. Mm -hmm. And I don't teach the symbols anymore. Like you're not gonna hear me saying shakure, shakure, shakure or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's more important about you realizing like, I don't have to be a Reiki master to do Reiki on myself. I don't even have to be Reiki one. 
I don't need to do all these trainings. I can't tell you how many people I've seen through the years that have had Reiki training and I see them, I'm like, you're not attuned. Because I can tell that nothing happened and you're not attuned because we can be blocked and hold on to that negative energy when they're trying to attune us and we don't get that attunement. So if you've had attunements and you feel like nothing has changed, I highly suggest that you, you know, really get around those chakras and see what am I holding in there that didn't let the attunement stick. When I first did Reiki, when I first started Reiki One back in the day, I won't tell you how long ago that was, but um, when I you first got Reiki One. You should be proud of that. You should be proud of that. <laughs> it, was, it was over 20 years ago. We'll say it was over 20 years ago. And, um, you know, every time that they would do it on the people, they would look at me and I would tell them if it took or not. Interesting. Because it doesn't always take because, you know, just because it's positive and good and we're saying we want to do it doesn't mean we're willing to let go of that sweater of darkness that we're like, but we're so comfortable in this. We want to hold on to it. So we just want to just always just kind of really tune in and assess, like, am I really clearing this? Am I holding it on? And then another thing I see people do is they'll, they'll clear it. They'll go through the motions of clearing it. But then they'll like go back and like pull it back in because they saw a healer or somebody and they said, well, you, you're storing this or you're holding on to this. So then in your head, you keep thinking, I still have this energy here. I'm still working on this. And I'm like, well, you're never going to let it go because you're, you're clearing it and then you feel good. And then you're like, oh, but I'm supposed to be holding on to this energy here. So you like, you bring it back in. So when we're clearing something, like you're clearing it you're letting it go. You're not going to say, oh, I always hold on my hips or I always hold on my stomach or, you know, yeah. if somebody is saying that, or if you have a healer that keeps saying you're always healing it or you're always storing it there, we have to heal it there again. That's your sign that you're not really letting go. And then you got to ask yourself, why am I not really letting go? What's really and then, and then your place? words are powerful too. So if you're oh, yeah. saying, I'm, I'm storing it or someone's telling you you're storing it here, you know, becomes reality. Mm -hmm. uh, well, your uh, thoughts become your words and your words become your actions and your actions are a reflection of your energy. It's all tied together. And 80% of your thoughts are repetitive. 95% of those are negative. So let that just sink in, right? And let me give you guys a quick tip to help you with that really quick. Cause I don't want you guys being like, oh my gosh, all Lisa's doing is talking about all this negativity. Like there's ways to fix all of this negativity. It's, yes. it's an illusion. Yes. Yeah. So when you have a negative thought, if you're like, I'm not good enough, Okay, that's a very popular one that I deal with all the time. You've got to recognize that you're thinking it. Okay, if you don't recognize that you're thinking it, there's nothing that you can do. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is for you to get objective and recognize that you're thinking it. Then you've got to stop the thought. So you can freeze it, you can put it at a stoplight, you can put it at a stop, whatever makes you stop it. You can hold up a hand and stop it. And then here's the letting go. You've got to do a quick little letting go of whatever was making you believe that in the first place. And then you want to be grateful for something that you're truly grateful for in that moment. You want to feel it through your whole body. What that does is it allows you to be in this moment. And then you can do something new. You can focus on, you know, something else like I can do this task, right? I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to take one small step at this today. Tomorrow I'll do another piece of it, right? But you might have to do that five times in a minute. You might have to do that, you know, three times in a day the next day. Like, but you have to break those patterns because, the pathway has been created in the brain and the brain will just continue to do what it knows. It just, it, the brain is just full of patterns. It operates in patterns all day long. And it's not trying to like self-sabotage you or be bad. It's just, that's what the brain does. And so you just want to become aware of that and stop it and let it go. Be yeah. grateful. And everything's a practice too. So the more you mm -hmm. practice, the better you'll get at it. hundred percent. Yeah.
And, you know, those people who practice, they get better a lot faster than those who are not committed to it. So even if you learn Reiki and you're not practicing it, you're not going to get much better at it. You're not going to understand energy or how it feels for you or how it feels for working on others if you don't practice. So I can always tell the people who are really going to be good Reiki practitioners. Because number one, in my Reiki classes, they're committed at the end to stay the whole time and practice on each other. And then um, they're telling me, you know, I'm, I'm giving them tips and they're doing it just for clients too. Like if I say, say this mantra, meditate more, try this. And they come back to me and it's like, I've been working on it. Well, yeah. They're, Those they're are the people that are ready for a change. Right. And they're going to get better. You know why? Because they're hitting it at all angles. Because with healing, energy is a big part of it. But it's, you know, exercise, it's diet, it's uh, mindset. It's And if they're hitting it at all angles, you're going to get better results faster. Guarantee. I, like say, I will guarantee it. <laughs> I, I will, I will second her guarantee. You cannot lie to energy. Like that's my favorite thing to say. You can't lie to energy. It's just a reflection. So if you're doing the work, like people are going to be like, Oh, I feel calm around you. You feel good. Like if you're not doing any energy work and you're like in a negative space, people can feel that like we're energetic beings, even though we don't talk about it. So when you walk into a room, you know who you don't want to be by. You know if you want to be on the opposite end of the room or whatever. So energy really is important. It's just as important as everything else that you're doing. So, so the more you practice, the better. Let's do this white light meditation you mentioned. Yeah. And How much time do you want me to spend on it? Like five minutes, three minutes? Probably five minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd just like to know because, you know, it can go on forever if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like to have a little timeline. Something so, quick and then people, listeners can come back to this point in the podcast and practice and follow mm -hmm. again until they eventually memorize it, could do it on their own. Absolutely. And then remember, if you're watching this again or listening to this again later, don't keep clearing out the same spaces on your body. You want to actually clear it out and let it go and like tune in and see what other area can I clear today? Don't keep doing the same thing. So that's okay. what I want to say about that. Okay. <laughs> so everybody get comfortable. Go ahead and close your eyes. And then you want to uncross anything. So you don't have your arms crossed or your legs crossed. And you're going to begin by bringing the white light in from the top of your head, down to your neck, down to your chest, down to your stomach, down to your knees, down to your feet, and into the earth. I am peace, I am calm, I am free. And then imagine a soft yellow strength at the top of your spine and let it flow all the way down to your tailbone and out of your body. And with that soft yellow, you're gonna push out anything from the past that keeps holding you back any beliefs, any fears, anything that any family members told you or any teachers told you, clear it out and let it go. And let that soft yellow just keep flowing from the top of your spine all the way down to your tailbone and out your body. 
I am free. I am free. Let's clear out anything that's holding in place and stuck in that hip area. Imagine a soft orange ball of light in the center of your hips and let it slowly grow, filling that whole space, radiating out of your body. And here, just release any tension, anything that's holding you back, anything that's trying to hold you frozen. I am free. I am free. Pull out any darkness, black or gray energy that's in that stomach area. You can pull it out like smoke or like weeds. You want to pull it out and let it just completely disappear into the light. So you can imagine it's disappearing into the light of the sky. You can imagine it's disappearing in the universe. Pull all that stuff out of your stomach. And imagine a soft yellow coming from behind the stomach. And let it fill every cell all the way forward. I stand in my power. I am free. Make sure that you're staying nice and grounded as you do this. I stand in my power. I am free. Then imagine any darkness or negativity that's in the chest area. You're going to pull that out like smoke or like weeds as well. Completely let it disappear into the light. Go ahead and imagine a soft paint coming from behind your chest, filling every cell all the way forward. I am light. I am love. All is well. Any old relationship stuff that is lingering, like any anger that you have in an old partner, imagine that partner standing in front of you. You're going to say, I am free. You are free. We are both free. And while you do that, put yourself in the white light, put them in the white light, and then kind of gather all the energy in the center and set it all up into the universe, up to the sky or into the light and let it disappear. We are both free. I am free, you are free, we are both free. And then imagine filling your space with white light, let it come in from the very top of the building, straight through all the way to the outer walls and all the way down to the earth. And let it go as far down into the earth as you can imagine. My home is filled with light and love. Only light and love remains. If you see any darkness or any negativity that needs to be cleared, go ahead and address it. You can talk to it and say, it's time for you to go. Just let it disappear into the light. My home is filled with light and love. All is well. And then imagine a soft pink flowing gently into your chest, into your arms, into your hands, and into everything around you. I allow abundance, which is more than money, to flow easily and effortlessly into my life and into everything around me. 
I am abundant. And then go ahead and bring the white light in from the top of your head and let it flow gently and easily through your whole body, down to your feet and into the earth. I am supported, all is well. And then go ahead and open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you so much, Elisa, for joining the show today and doing that beautiful meditation. Um, let our listeners know how they can contact you if they need some support or um, energy work. And also you're an author of a few books, so how they can find your books as well. Yeah, so you can actually find my books on Amazon if you just Google my name. But you can also go to my website, which I'm sure you'll probably drop a link somewhere, but it's lisagornell.com. So if you go there, you can find out about all the different things that I do. You can see other podcasts that I've been on. You can find my books. You can find my YouTube channel, everything that I do. Yeah, and if anybody out there wants to learn Reiki, I teach it um, in person. <laughs> go to Tina. Go to go Tina. To me. Come find me. <laughs> I love teaching others and I teach it online too. So come find me on my, on my website or email me and uh, we'll make it happen. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us today. It was really fun talking to you. Um, clearing is one of my favorite topics and I can tell it's one of yours too. <laughs> I live in the clearing space all day, every day. <laughs> Some of us energy healers, we're clearing all the time for ourselves and everyone around us. So, Absolutely. You know what? A big thank you to the energy healers and the Reiki healers out there that are doing this. I mean, they are making the world a better place every day. So big thank you to all of you who are doing this kind of work. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.